Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Mind Soulful Show, where mindfulness meets heart and soul. We dive deep into soulful mindfulness, mindset, and manifestation. And today we have an amazing guest with us. We have Jennifer Latham, who is a transformational speaker, a woman's empowerment mentor, and the creator of Project Me. And we are talking all about self-love. We dive deep, you guys. We uncover some of these amazing blocks that can you believe go all the way back to perhaps tribal consciousness, this fear of not being liked. And then we actually, both of us, in fact, disclose some great tools to help women and mothers love themselves more. Tune in, grab your pencil and your pens and your paper and get ready for a great episode. Welcome to the Mind Soulful Show, where mindfulness meets your heart and soul. I'm your host, Brooke Sidney. I'm an abundance accelerator, mind soulful mentor, and an inner voice and soul story coach. This show dives deep into soulful mindfulness, mindset, and manifestation. It will help you manifest more inner and outer abundance in the form of greater self-love, hearing your inner voice, as well as more presence freedom, ease, and greater self-confidence in you being you. So if you're looking to learn more about the high vibe tools of mindfulness, mindset, and manifestation to love the life you are presently living, you are tuned into the right show. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Mind Soulful Show with your host, me, Brooke Sidney. We're going to talk all things soulful, mindfulness, soulful mindset, as well as manifestation. Today, I am so excited that I have Jennifer Latham on to discuss self-love, which is our topic, and to really just dive deep into self-love blocks, how we can move past it, and really ultimately how we can love ourselves better. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Jennifer. Jennifer is a transformational speaker, a woman's empowerment mentor, and creator of Project Me. After leaving the corporate space as an award-winning sales manager, Jennifer uses her own life experiences of overcoming anxiety and escaping an abusive marriage to empower women to find their own voice and live their lives their way. Jen's signature program, Take Charge of Your Life, has been delivered to women in multiple countries and a portion of her sales goes to support women's initiatives around the world. She has been featured on podcasts, radio shows, and TV shows, and has spoken at events in cities across North America. Her personal motto is, you only get one shot at life. Do it the way you want. I love it. I love it, Jennifer. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be talking to you today. So I'd love to tell, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. I know your bio covered it, but like, I know in your own words and your own stories, it's usually better. <laughs> usually, because the bio only covers a short part, right? Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know what? I've been working as a women's empowerment mentor and speaker for probably about five years now. Before that, I actually owned a marketing firm. I had been in the corporate space for many years and had won a whole bunch of awards and bonuses and trips and all that stuff. And I got to a point in my career where all of a sudden I started experiencing anxiety and panic attacks for the first time in my life. And um, so, yeah, I ended up leaving my job at the height of my career, went back to school, got my degree in marketing, opened a marketing firm. And 
and um, took it from there. And I started doing a lot of personal brand development with women. And that just kind of led into where I'm doing a lot of the transformational stuff now around Project Me. And I love every minute of it. I love that. So one of the things that you brought up is that you dealt with anxiety, um, obviously, and you escaped an abusive marriage, but you talk a lot about empowering women to find their own voice. I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about that work that you do. I think it's so important for women to understand that they have the power within them to do absolutely anything they want in the world. And in order to do that, they need to set boundaries with people. And I think what happens is women tend to do so much for other people around them and they don't put themselves first. And I think that's where my anxiety was coming from was that I was doing so much for everybody else, forgot all about me. And mm. all of a sudden my voice was gone. And I think that's what happens with a lot of women, especially moms. Yes. You do so many things for so many other people and you forget about your own voice. And it's such an important thing for us to recognize that we have that voice inside of us and that power for a reason. You're totally right. And I don't even know if this came up, you guys, but Jennifer's actually in Canada and I am in the United States in, in California. And the one thing that I can say is even for me and the clients and the women that I work with, and it sounds like the exact same thing that women are going through in Canada. It's like we either socially or culturally um, or I don't even know, you know, there's so many reasons why we end up kind of subduing our needs and our voices and when we're taking care of others, right? When we are becoming mothers, when we, um, we're kind of taught, I don't know if you, I don't know if you agree, but that's the way to be like a kind of like a good girl. Like a good girl is to take care of others, you know, be quiet, all of that kind of stuff. And our voice kind of gets lost. For sure. I think there's a lot of expectations that are put there and you don't even realize that those expectations are there until you start thinking about the things that you really want. And then you realize, wait a second, I'm living my life based on somebody else's idea of what I should be doing right now. Right. Whether it's your mom or your spouse or your teachers or your friends or whoever, you're, you're kind of forgetting what you really want because those expectations are there and you don't always realize that they are there and you're living them. No, I totally agree with that. And I, and I think really one of the kind of big challenges with that is that we don't know sometimes where we got like our expectations around how we're building and shaping our lives. But then so many of us, especially women, end up in that place where we've created a life um, somewhat kind of unconsciously or going through the things that we're supposed to do. And then we end up with a life where we don't have a voice and may not even know ourselves. So um, you raise a really good point. So since our topic is all about self-love, how, I know this is a hard one, but like, how would you define self-love? Oh my goodness. Self-love to me is, um, I think it's more about, you know, people always talk about self-care and doing nice things for yourself and, you know, having a bubble bath and a pedicure and all that kind of stuff. For me, self-love is so much deeper than just doing something nice for yourself. It's knowing who you are from the inside out and being okay with who you are from the inside out and not bowing down to other people's ideas and expectations of what you should be. No, I completely agree. Like I, I think of the same things when I think about self-love, I think of it as kind of foundational, like loving yourself despite of any experiences that may not have gone your way, like loving yourself kind of fully, like completely weaknesses, areas to improve upon is a, is a way I'd rather refer to it, but strengths, 
areas and to improve like all of it we're able to truly love and accept it that's i mean i, I totally think of that agree. we've all made mistakes you know there are things i've done in my life that i'm not proud of but you know what you can't dwell on it you can't go back and change it you can't go back and fix it so you need to just realize that you know what you're human everybody does things or things happen to you that are completely out of your control you have to just forgive that and move on i, I totally agree so in your work with women um, and self-love, what do you find are their biggest like blocks to truly loving themselves? The biggest one I see is women who are so afraid of not being liked and not belonging somewhere. That's one of the things I hear a lot of is women always saying, oh, well, you know what? She really doesn't like me. Who cares? <laughs> you know, in the end of the day, not everybody's going to like you. And that's really okay. But I feel like a lot of women have that feeling of they need to have everybody like them and they need to fit in and they need to be a part of something. And I get that. But at the end of the day, you're not going to please everybody. Oh, wow. You know, that that's interesting. I um, recently was a part of a discussion where we were talking about kind of the tribal consciousness. You know how our brain has, you know, so many different functions like and some of them have existed obviously we can argue since the beginning of time and so forth the reptilian brain but one of the things that came along with that was like this tribal consciousness and what what you're making me think of is like back in i don't want to say caveman days but kind of right or even earlier smaller communities if you got ousted by the tribe you were it was sentenced to death you're on your own you're on your own, right? And so I'm wondering, you know, I hadn't really thought of that. I hadn't, I hadn't really put that into this conversation. You know what I mean? I hadn't connected those dots. But when I'm sitting here thinking about that, because for a lot of people, especially with our kids, to be on the outside of the tribe, to not be liked, I could see how that would really, actually really be a, a very challenging block. If, you know, it may even be a holdover from past beliefs. It really is. And I feel like a lot of women, they have this feeling of, I need to be liked. And what's happening is that when they really kind of dig deep into it, they realize that they're looking for external validation, mm -hmm. that when it comes down to it, they really don't completely love themselves enough to be okay with, if you were on your own, big deal. Right. Right. And the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, um, I feel like our society and maybe I, I feel like our marketing, I don't know, you could talk a little bit about that, but I think our marketing and everything is built on us not feeling like we are enough. Like we're not skinny enough. We're not pretty enough. We're not, you know, we don't have the right family. We're not, you know, married and you know, what, whatever it is, it's not enough. Cause that way they can sell, someone can sell something to us that we need in that moment. Right and is preparing for the next thing to be sold to us. So it's like, it's really kind of a very slippery slope as women, um, you know, of course men too, but as women to really need that external validation, that external approval, especially for things where we're constantly being told that we're not gonna ever be enough, right? Absolutely, we hear that all the time. We hear it in society, we hear it, like you said, in marketing and advertisements, we hear it all over the place. You see it on TV, on YouTube, whatever, and there's always that underlying comparison that we have oh, wow. to other people of, oh my God, I'm, I look like crap today. I don't look pretty enough, you know, but pretty enough based on whose expectations. Right, right. Pretty defined by who. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very, very slippery. So in like your experience and in your work, how do you start helping? I know what I do, but I'm really curious to hear what you do about how do you help make that shift from not worrying about being liked by everyone to being like, I'm, I'm good, whether you like me or not, kind of. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Not being, not being afraid to wake up, like wake up and just be who you are. You know, I'm pretty how I am. How do exactly. you help your clients make that shift? The first thing I do is I actually, it's funny, I actually go back to my marketing background. Um, and what I do is with women is I start to do um, a SWOT analysis. So it's strengths, weaknesses, mm. opportunities, and threats. And we actually start with the weaknesses first. Because as women, we're really good at pin, pinpointing all of our weaknesses. So we write out a list of all of the weaknesses that you feel like you have. And usually women can come up with pages of stuff that they'd like to change or fix or don't feel like they're good enough at. And then I get them to write down their list of strengths. And when they go through the strengths, that one's a lot harder because a yes. lot of women don't celebrate yes. the strengths that they have. And so we go through that and my challenge is to get them to write a list of 50. And then they can get to 50 and I challenge them to get to 100. And they're like, I don't have 100 strengths, are you nuts? But the truth is we do. And it's just a matter of digging deep and finding those strengths. Once they've started to see that list, they're like, oh, crap. Okay, you know what? I am. I, I do have a lot going for me. This is awesome. And then we kind of go from there. But that's the first step that we usually do. I love that. And you have very similar um, responses that I have. I have something very similar. Even in the gratitude challenge, I intermix gratitude with self-love because you have to be grateful for yourself. And one of the exercises was to write a love letter, essentially a gratitude list of all the things that you're grateful for about you. So women responded in the group that it was one of the hardest exercises that they've had to do. Um, but actually one of the most beneficial, right? Because they had to, cause I said, well, you know, you can look at it from a spiritual way too. Like, look at how spirit looks at you look like, if you need to step outside of you almost, because they were having a hard time literally writing down. I didn't even say write 50. Gosh, that's, that's good. I'm going to push that. I'm going to be like, Hey, Jennifer said, write 50, you know, write a hundred, but like literally writing down all the things internally that you love and are grateful for about yourself as well as externally, because you know, whether society loves your nose, you love your nose or, or, you know, whatever it is, it can get that granular. And so I love that. I use something very similar, but I had very similar responses in that people, they had to push themselves. They had to come back to it. Uh, and it's interesting if you ask a mother, especially, you know, name something you're grateful for nine times out of 10, they're going to say their child, you know, and they can list numerous attributes about them. But when it comes to themselves, we're, you That's know, a different story, totally different story. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I love that. But yet at the base of it, I really do feel like, you know, gratitude is, is intermixed with that being able to appreciate yourself, um, what you're bringing to the table, your experiences, all of those things. So I love the SWOT analysis because <laughs> that's perfect. And it's very like, it's very clear. Right? It is. It's a four-step process and you can't really get much clearer than that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So kind of thinking about some of the things that you that you have going on right now, I would love 
for you to share more about Project Me because you guys, it sounds completely amazing. So Project Me came about, um, it actually came about in two phases. It started off about four and a half years ago when I started to realize that I was not ever putting myself on the list, mm. ever. And for about four months, I started doing a lot of personal development work for the first time in my life. I had never actually dove into any personal development stuff. I hired a coach for the very first time. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Um, and then I was doing a lot of reading and a lot of journaling. Oh my God, I wrote so many notebooks full of stuff that summer. It was ridiculous. I cried more tears than I had in a whole lifetime, I think, just letting so much stuff out. Then I got divorced and I moved 10 hours away from mm -hmm. our hometown, started over. And for about two years, I focused on my kids. I wanted to make sure that they were happy, that they were settled, that they were okay, that they were thriving. And it came to mind that I went, wait a second, I forgot all about me again. And I could tell because I could feel like my anxiety was starting to come back. Mm, and okay. I realized, you know what? I need to not just put myself on the list. I need to put myself at the very top of the list. Exactly. Right. And so that's what I started to do. And I think when I just started to do it for myself, I started chronicling it on social media and it kind of took on a life of its own. And other women started jumping in going, oh my God, this is fabulous. I need to do this too. And it's just kind of gone from there. And I have to say, you know what? People are loving the idea of finally making themselves the priority, not a priority, but the right. priority. No, I can, I can relate to that. That sounds amazing. Um, I can relate to that because like I have the Mama Love Planner, which is all about self-care and making time for it and so forth. And women and mothers completely struggle with actually putting themselves, as you're saying, I totally agree, not only on the list of things to do, but actually at the top of the list, knowing that, you know, kind of when we fill up our cup and it overflows and we're able to help other people and better take care of everyone around us. But for some reason, I have my theories on it. You know, we as women, especially as mothers, I think struggle with this. Um, I mean, do you want, let's, we should, we should probably talk a little bit about like mama guilt. Like I, oh, I definitely, definitely there for sure. Yeah, definitely there. Like this whole idea about it's selfish to take care of ourselves and to feel guilty for making time for yourselves. Um, what have been your, your experiences with that either as, you know, as your clients, like people that you've helped or even for yourself? I find that, you know what, I think in our culture, a lot of times as moms, we hear, your kids are your priority. Your kids are number one. Your kids come first. And there's no question that, you know, being a good mom, you're going to make sure that your kids are exactly taken care of. There's no question. Any good mom's going to do that, right? But I think that kind of flips something in our brain that we realize that the kids come first and not us. You know, over when I, when I was getting, well, probably before I got divorced, it was still a lot of that too, that my friends and I were all in that same boat. And everybody's running their kids all over the place and taking them to different activities and whatever. You know, my son's a dancer, my daughter's in cadets, and we're racing them all over the place. And then at the end of the day, you're like, but I didn't take myself anywhere. Right, right. No, yeah. Yeah, we didn't make any time for ourselves and then we're exhausted. Yeah. Like, we're truly exhausted. Like, the, what, I, what I have seen a lot of times is, um, I, I, 
one of, one of the key messages that I ended up discovering both for myself, I went as, as well, I went through a divorce and all of that. And, um, I saw that we really teach everyone how to treat us, right? Like, and so one of the things I'm realizing that as women and as mothers, I didn't want my son to see a woman who never took care of herself who never like put herself first, who didn't value her life experience, like the moments, cause life is like in the moment. This is like the mindfulness piece, right? Life is like, we're living it in the moment. And so enjoying life in the moment can't possibly mean that we subdue our own needs and our own voice, as you said, all of the time. And I didn't want to, and I, and I challenge mothers. I do, I challenge mothers, is this how you want your daughter to grow up, like believing, or is this what you want your son to expect his wife to behave like? Yikes. Exactly. I always think Yikes. of that too, that we are role models for them and we want to make sure that they see something that is representative of a woman who is strong and has her, has her faults. There's no question. Right. You know what? We don't always have our stuff together, but that doesn't mean that we're falling apart or that we're losing ourselves in the process. Right. And yeah, I totally agree. And it's okay for us as women and for us as mothers to be figuring it out, whatever that looks like, for it to be messy and imperfect. I just feel like it's a challenge. To, it's, I think it's challenging when we put ourselves last or try to present perfection on the outside and we're crumbling on the inside. And ultimately, our children and everyone else picks up on it. It's just a matter no of question. Yeah, there's an energy around that that people feel. There's no question. If you're trying to present in a certain way and then in reality, you're so not that person, people notice. That's, you can't fake that. Right. And the not whole, for very like, long anyway. <laughs> yeah. And the whole is the like, do as I say, not as I do, that they're showing that does not work. Like that, that, well, that psychology, although we understand it, it does not work. So your children are actually going to model themselves and, and their relationships on what they see. And so, yeah, it's like kind of what kind of legacy do you want to build? What, you know, what are you actually creating? And I have found for me and some of my clients that have been women, actually having them flip for, it's hard for them to be grateful for themselves. It's hard for them to, self, to put themselves at the top of the list. But when they think about the long-term effect on their children, that has been where I've seen some women shift because they were like, I never thought about that. Say that again. That can be a huge why for women. Yeah, no, it, it really, it really has been, I think like overall, one of the biggest, um, I think aha moments was like, wow, would you, would you want your daughter to, to do this? Would you want your daughter not to have her needs met, to not be able to express herself to, you know, one of my jokes is for her to make coffee in the morning and it always gets cold because she's never able to drink it because she's doing 20 million, like all those little things, they add up. So I was just, when you were saying about saying that, it just made me think about where I've truly seen the ahas for women and especially for mothers. Absolutely. So for, for, I guess if you were looking back, if you were able to tell your younger self something to take with her, what would you say about how to be loving towards yourself? What would you tell her? I think the first thing I would say would be listen to your inner gut. Listen to your instincts. They're always right. Right. 
so many times I'd have this idea and I'd tell somebody the idea and they'd go, oh, okay. Well, how do you plan on making that work? And then it's very deflating and you go, oh, well, I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe they're right. Listen to your gut. <laughs> it's always right. And everybody else's opinions or ideas or whatever, they're just opinions and ideas. And they don't understand what's in your heart. So do what you feel like is right. I love that. Yes. I, I think that's totally, I think that's totally a good idea because our inner, our inner gut, our inner voice, our intuition, whatever we want to call it, it is like 99.99% right like, <laughs> all the time because it's wisdom that is designed specifically for us, you know? And so a lot of times the people that are speaking against it or the naysayers, they don't understand it. They haven't lived in our shoes and they don't know what was already, I feel like put inside of us to bring forward that only we can do. Like only Jennifer can have these amazing experiences to share and like project me because both of us technically teach self-love, but you and I, both of us have different experiences to offer each of our different audiences. And so it's so beautiful when we're able to like honor what's coming through us. Right. For sure. Yeah. I know that when I had to take a look at my own list of strengths, because I went through my signature program just on my own so that I could make sure that it was all working. <laughs> but one of the things I did is as I was writing through my strengths, I realized that, you know, I was given a voice to speak for a reason. I'm very, I, I'm a professional speaker. That's what I do. But as a kid, I was often told, okay, use your indoor voice. You're a little loud. Mm. Um, you know, people telling me, okay, nobody needs to hear all that. But now as I go through stuff, you realize, you know what, you were given these gifts and skills and qualities and talents and abilities for a reason. And maybe other people don't appreciate my loud voice or the things that I have to say. But then when I do get up on stage, there are women that are going, oh my God, thank you. Right. Right. And then somehow, don't, aren't you noticing, especially now, I know that for me, the things that I enjoy doing, the things that actually feel good to do are actually the things usually that I'm best at. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, rather than listening to all the things we shouldn't, don't do that. No, no, no. Or like I was told, don't do that. You won't make any money doing this. You know, you, oh, need, yeah. you need to do this. You need to do that. Right. And I understand again, it's like being safe, you know, your parents, especially wanting to look out for you, protect you, but that's not the same as really following your heart, your purpose. You know, actually I think even how we're designed, like, you know what I mean? Just how you said your voice was designed to give speeches. Your voice was designed to be powerful, to transform women, to be on the stage, to make women have aha moments, to get it. Um, and so we don't want your voice subdued, right? Like we don't, That's even right. though, you know, that could seem safe to do, but no, it's not for you reason. actually. Yeah, it's there for a reason. So I love this conversation. So now I just wanna shift gears for the people that are interested in Project Me, how can they get involved? Where would they start? So the best place to start would probably be on my website, um, jenniferlatham.ca. As you said, I'm Canadian, so it's not CA. <laughs> um, and then I also have a private Facebook group as well, where a lot of women are getting in there and making their own Project Me. Just because there are certain things in my own Project Me that work for me don't necessarily mean they're going to work for everybody else. So everybody's in there getting support and helping to create their own version of Project Me for themselves. I love that. So, you know, for everyone that's listening or watching all of the information to get in touch with Jennifer, you know, to book her for speeches, to join Project Me, all that information is going to be available in the show notes. 
Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your wisdom with us about self-love. Um, this has been the Mind Soulful Show. I look forward to speaking with you soon. Make sure you awesome. like, love, subscribe, and review the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes and subscribe. I'd love to continue the Mind Soulful Flow. Please connect with me at my website at brooksitney.com or everywhere around the web, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Sydney. Be sure to check out my latest free self-love ideas ebook on my website. And for those of you who know you want more inner and outer abundance, apply to work with me today. Until the next episode, cheers to loving yourself more and the life you are presently living.